Peachy. Peachy. All right. Good. Please welcome Jamie Bryant. Go ahead with questions, please. Okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Start with your punter. Um, how impressive has Ryan been so far early in camp? Well, I, I think Ryan's got a good leg. You know, it's kind of what we saw in recruiting. Um, you know, we're still going to have an open competition there. Uh, I think that he's got a strong leg. He's got to become more consistent in a lot of things that he does, as a lot of them do. Um, you know, Joe DeLine is having a decent camp right now. Um, Tavis Garrett's hit a few balls. So, uh, but Ryan, you know, he, he's just got to learn the system. Uh, we're going to put the heat on him, you know. A little bit different situation last year when you had Hayden, a guy that had been in battles. Uh, so we're going to turn up the heat a little bit on him in practice, and we're going to bring it at him a little bit uh, to make sure that he's ready to go when we get to the first game. He speaks very confidently, but how do you go about getting a true freshman ready for that first college game? We're going to run him right at him. I mean, it, you know, we're, we're going to do some live stuff. Uh, we didn't do a ton of that last year with, with Hayden. But we're going to run people at him as fast as they can go. And we're going to put him under the fire to make sure that he's tested when we're ready to snap the ball the first game. Huh. Is speed for them one of the biggest things that they have to adjust to? I mean, guys coming at them. I and mean, obviously, in high school, I mean, there's some of those guys. But obviously, I mean, you have a bunch of Division One athletes coming at these guys while they're punting now. Is it an adjustment for them to be able to get the ball off fast enough? Well, I, I think that everybody always works on get-off times. You know, um, we've we got a pretty simple rule. Nobody gets inside of us. We make everybody come outside of us so that we, we, we provide him a chamber to punt the ball in. And, uh, you know, the, the, the get-off times have to continue to get better and better every day. Uh, the more people you send at him, you know, the more nervous he gets, then he's going to be more accustomed to that when you get to the first game and hopefully he can just rely on his fundamentals and the work that he puts in and do it the right way and do it that way every time. Jamie, when you look at your return game, you've got a lot of guys that have done some good things for you and then a lot of newcomers where maybe that's where they can make an impact. Do you feel pretty good about the guys you've got for punt kick return at this point to work with? Well, I, I think that we've got guys that have caught a lot more balls at this point in time than we did a year ago. You know, I think you look at punt returner, you've got guys like BC, um, you know, uh, Hawk has caught a lot of balls, uh, may not have been in a game, but I think that we've built a lot more depth at that spot than what we had a year ago. Um, and, you know, I think that we've got to do a really good job of coaching those guys. Um, and we've got to be two and three deep back there. Uh, we've got to provide our offense with better field position in the punt return game. Um, I didn't do a good enough job a year ago of helping our guys get more return yards and set up more scores. Uh, so we spent a lot of time on the fundamentals and some scheme work that we need to do uh, so that we can help them. You know, the kickoff return game, I thought it was better towards the end of the year. You know, uh, Dietrich's obviously a dynamic player. Um, we got to get another guy or two back there to go along with him, um, and we need to do what he does best. And uh, but I, I think that we've got more depth there than what we had a year ago. And you know, the big thing is, is we got to get people on bodies on bodies up front, and we got to get people blocked so that they have a chance to get yards. Can Kevin Nutt still figure in as a return game? I mean, no question. For a 
No question. He's going to be back there working. He's back there catching balls every day right now. For you then, is it, is it the key is what happens up front, not the – because you have explosive guys in the back that, that show that in the offensive system. Is the key to making it more of an explosive return game, punt or kick, what's happening up front? Well, I, I think you've got to get bodies on bodies. It's not much different than offense. It's just a lot more yards and a lot more space to, to block people in, you know. you got to get your, under, your guys to understand angles and where they need to be. You know, it's pretty simple. If you're between your man and the returner, then we've got a pretty good chance. Uh, but you're talking about a lot of distance. You're talking about a lot of space. Uh, and I think that we've got to continue to put more athletic guys out there in those positions so we can get those bodies on bodies and let these guys have a chance to do what they do best. Towards the end of spring last year, you and Terry were both kind of working with skeleton staffs, who was healthy and who you had. Does it almost feel like you have a wealth of riches with competition and numbers now? Well, I, you know, you get 25 more guys in here, however many were in the freshman class. You know, there's a significant amount of skilled guys in there. Um, it certainly uh, makes life a little bit easier when you've got some bodies out there, you know. So I, I think we're a deeper football team. You know, I think we're a better football team back there, but we've got a long way to go. Are you seeing the new guys come in and compete right away? And is that encouraging if, if that's happening? I, I think that a lot of the new guys are competing. And I think, you know, we went to three developmental practices right there. That gave those guys a little bit of a head start, at least knowing what to do, where to be, what spots to be in. And if they know where to be and what spots to be in, They've got a chance, you know, and, and I think they are competing. And, I, and I th that's going to make our football team better because it's going to push guys who have been playing, you know, and it, it's going and it's going to make the other side of the ball better, et cetera, et cetera. What's Jordan Why well, you look at a guy like him, he's been in a power five program. Um, he, he's got a great understanding of different coverages. And most people understand he, he didn't know a lot about some of the things that we do and how we do them. Um, but he's got tremendous work ethic. Um, he, he's brought that work ethic and that mental toughness to fight through things and practice. Um, and that's made the entire room better. It's making our defense better. It's making our football team better. Um, he's got really good instincts. You know, he's got good physical tools. You know, he's not the he's not going to be six foot one, two hundred and five pounds. But you know, his, his work ethic and his toughness and and how he plays the game, you know, he's just been in the place and he's a mature guy. You know, I mean, you bring freshmen in, they're freshmen. They're coming. You know, even the greatest high school programs, they still have a lot to learn. This guy's been in school for three years. You know, he's graduated or. You know, and he's been through the practices, he's been through camp and all those things. He's been through training in the summer, so he gets it. When you get into conference play, especially in the non-division, a ton of experienced quarterbacks, um, you might not be able to show them anything they haven't seen, but did you, do you feel like your defense, especially in secondary, has reached that maturity level where you can show one thing while doing another a little bit better than you were able to last year? I think that we're going to be a lot better at disguising and, and, and trying to give people some different looks, you know. Uh, when you have a true freshman out there like we did in Jamal last year, uh, it's a little more difficult to do some of those things. Um, and even some of the older guys need to be better at it. Um, you know, it's something we worked on in the spring. It's something that we're going to work on here in camp. 
um, because you can't just sit there and put a bullseye on your chest. If you do, it's going to be a long afternoon. And it's we got experienced quarterbacks coming back in this conference, and it's all over the country. It's the same thing. You know, people are scoring more points. They pick up the tempo. You know, people don't attack the tempo on defense, and the offense dictates it. Your eyes aren't where they're supposed to be. You know, you don't have your cleats in the ground. You're not as comfortable. You know, um, tempo has a little bit to do with it, but we've got to do a better job disguising coverages. I think the expectation Mike talked about at the end of the spring was that some of the new guys coming in were going to have to help in the secondary. Is anybody impressed so far to the fact that they're giving themselves a shot? Well, you know, in my room, obviously, Jordan's here, and, and he's had a really good summer in, in camp up to this point. Um, Kavamaka, he's only been here a week to 10 days, you know. Um, the, the great thing about him is he's been he's been great at picking up the system. He's getting into the right spots. Now it's getting him to do everything the right way. Um, you know, we moved Jaden Walker back to safety. Uh, Jaden was got to play quarterback and, and a little bit of corner and stuff in high school. So, you know, we're, we're going through our growing pains as a unit. You know, just because of some youth and not being here a long time and not knowing the entire system. Uh, so those guys don't play quite as fast at times. Um, you know, I, I, competition's always great, you know. And I think everybody in my room understands if you're not going to do what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it, then somebody else is or somebody's going to get that chance. Did that hurt you some in the spring not having competition? I mean, there were days you were out there with literally two, three guys at corner, two, three guys at safety. No question, you know. And part of what spring's about is is finding out who needs to be where, what's best. You know, Justin Sweet was with, was with me for a while, you know, and we thought he was better suited to be somewhere else, so we moved him over there. You know, I, I think that you have to try to find great the, the best positions for kids and where they have the most success, most chance to succeed, but also, you know, what's going to help your team the best. And, you know, when you move people around, it makes your room a little more thin, but that, that's why they call you coach, and it's, that's what your job is. In college football, it seems like the rugby kicking style has become popular in the punting game. Are you still a big fan of the traditional game? Because that's what you kind of had last year with Hayden and what Ryan right. seems to be. You know, the great thing about Hayden is he hit about six or seven rugby's last year. And when you play in wind and when you play in weather and things like that, uh, sometimes you just need a little change of pace and some things. You've got to be able to do it, you know. Uh, I don't expect us to uh, – change a whole lot, but it's in the package and it's available when and if we need it. Um, it might be a little bit more, it might be a little bit less, just kind of depends on how the situation dictates it. Ryan said he wanted to punt 90 yards in a game this year. Have you seen just like, have you seen him ever do that in practice? Or? I want Ryan to punt at 45 yards up in the air for about five and a half seconds so they fair catch it every time. That's what I want Ryan to do. <laughs> Obviously, him and I need to have a little talk. <laughs> That's good. Anything else for Coach Brian? Thanks, guys. Right. Talk a little bit about how 
as productive as you were last year, you still wished you ran better, crisper routes. How much of your summer was spent on perfecting that craft? Uh, pretty much the whole summer. Uh, I've had to use my arms a little bit more. Most of the time when I come in, come in and out of my breaks, I'm not using my arms, so I'm not getting out as fast as I need to be. And Coach Witte and uh, Coach Bobo, they always tell me before I go out to seven on seven or anything, remind me of it and uh, trust it. And that's what I've been working on the most. I know last year when Joe Hansen was here as an analyst, he was, he was really good at those kind of things, keeping his body quiet. Was he a help for you at all? Uh, yeah, just, just watching his routes, uh, his, you know, his framework was always straight. He was never leaning on which way he was going to go. And just watching that and then uh, learning for him because he did, you know, get to go to a mini camp and all that stuff. So um, just uh, trying to observe what he knew and taking it all in, that was pretty good for us. You had all spring, all summer, and all the work alongside Preston. How much you guys push each other? Uh, me and Preston go back and forth just about every day. Um, he'll catch a deep post. I'll get a deep, you know, uh, nine route. Um, we, we, we try to uh, feed off each other. Uh, we love competition, and you know when he gets to go up, I'm trying to do just as good as he does. He making you better? Yes, sir. Are you making him better? I hope so. I saw on Twitter you given some props to Dietrich Clark yesterday. What is your relationship like with the rest of the offense, and how close are you with those guys? Uh, the rest of the offense, um, I wouldn't say I'm you know super close with everybody but there are a couple wide receivers uh you know Marcus Wilson uh Dietrich Clark because Dietrich he came on the same official visit I did so uh you know we kind of made our decision together and uh those uh couple guys they've been uh real close to me and that's a good thing for us all to have so you're being talked about as right high possible NFL pick a lot of Accolades coming your way. How is your receiver room kind of keeping you grounded and humble? Uh, <laughs> most of the time, uh, I, I just get told I'm not as good as I actually am. <laughs> 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 uh, it's it, there's a lot of jokes into it, but also, I mean, they know it that uh, having those accolades and uh, having a certain standard. So um, they just try to feed off that as well. And they always tell me, you know, since you're bringing it in, somebody might see me or something like that. So it's all good. So who's the person that tells you you're not as good as I am? Uh, probably Marcus Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you and Preston really, I mean, connected as soon as he got here. What is it about your guys' relationship as teammates that you think you guys were able to develop so quickly? Uh, when I first saw him, uh, I can't remember. I think it was our Wyoming game. He came on a visit, and uh, he was a tall, lanky receiver, and he was from Georgia. I mean, that always helps, coming from the same state. But um, we just kind of think alike. Um, we, we run routes, not exactly the same, but in our head we're thinking the same. It's always a touchdown, or at least we're going to get the first down and we're going to catch the ball. But um, we have that connection. Uh, it's real good, and it's always competitive. So I like it. When you were being recruited here, how much was kind of the lure of this stadium being built factor into your decision? I know there's a lot of things that go into making that choice, but was that something you seriously kind of thought about when you were choosing? Uh, I thought it was actually a big deal for me, uh, being the last you know team to play in the old stadium and then the first one to come into the new one. Uh, we get to set a mark and uh, we get to set a standard in this stadium so that other wide receivers and you know other players that come through they know what it, to expect. 
and uh, it did factor in a lot. Um, I mean, everybody, especially coming from a junior college, I mean, I mean, you don't you don't get it like this. Uh, <laughs> this is just great. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, you went from Butler Community College, right, to here, to the D1 level, and playing at Hughes. Now you're here at this stadium, taking those kind of big steps forward, and now you're going to be playing at Alabama. So do you ever think back to those days, and how does it compare to now and this uh, this season that's on the horizon? Uh, playing at the junior college, that was pretty much just like high school. I mean, you know, there's a track around the field. So um, coming here and then playing at Hughes, I mean, that was a big step. I mean, also playing down in Maha Stadium, I mean, for, you know, Nick was saying hut, I was still kind of looking up in the stands. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, new stadium, I mean, it uh, gets your emotions going and it makes you feel a little bit different. Uh, you want to compete just a little bit harder so you can prove that uh, we earn this stadium. So. When you were being recruited, how did they show it to you? Did they have like virtual reality or like just pictures? What, what ways did they kind of show you what it was going to be? Uh, they showed they showed me the video of uh, how it was uh, being built at first, and then they showed me what it was going to look like after. And all I saw, you know, coming out of that hotel, I just saw a bunch of dirt. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. But it it looked great on uh, the digital view, so I thought it was uh, going to be good for us. You will draw a lot of attention from defenses right off the bat. How long before you think people start to take notice of how big a threat BC and Dietrich are? It's not going to take long. Uh, I honestly believe that uh, it, it won't take long. I mean, we saw in the bowl game last year, um, BC, he can do just just about as any good as any wide receiver in this conference. And Dietrich Clark, he's still a surprise to everybody. Nobody really knows about him, but he's going to blow up this year. And, uh, you know, this uh, first game we have, that's the uh, that's going to be the first test. And I think they're going to do great. Do you think their abilities will make you have an even better season than you did last year? Uh, I think so, um, because they can, they can do a bunch of different stuff. You can put Dietrich just about anywhere on the field. Uh, BC knows just about every uh, different wide receiver. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it called? It, there's a bunch of different, you know, watch your slot, and then you got outside. He knows all of them. And uh, I think it'll be actually really good for us. Um, I mean, when people start to figure it out that you can't just guard one person with two people on them, I mean, you're not going to be able to do that. You mentioned earlier about some Georgia ties on this team. Uh, going into another year under Coach Bobo, I'm wondering how your guys' relationship has evolved. And does the hometown roots a little bit aid in, in kind of the process of getting into a new team culture, trying to figure out you know, what to do and, and the type of guy you need to be? Uh, a little bit. Uh, Bobo, you know, I, I watched him, you know, coach at Georgia for so long. And then um, he came up here. And, you know, me and him, we have a pretty good connection. I mean, a lot of things he likes to refer to from down south. So, you know, it hits home. But uh, I think our relationship is good. And I think it's building. And I think uh, me and uh, Coach Bobo have that relationship that uh, a lot of people wish they could have with their co uh, head coaches. Michael, you talked about you and Dietrich kind of coming up here together on your visit, deciding together to come here. How big a role did you play in each other's decisions to come to Colorado State? Uh, I think Dietrich played that big big role. Um, he he was texting me when I was before I was getting on the plane to go back to Kansas, and he was saying, you know, we could uh, we could blow up here, we could make some moves here, and then. Uh, 
right before I even committed here, he called me and asked me if I was actually going to do it. But um, I think uh, we both uh, fed off each other, and it was good in the end. Have you guys been involved in getting some of the other Georgia guys here, you think, in, in that type of a way? Uh, yeah, every now and then when they come up, from, uh, come up on visits, uh, you know, um, we have that new uh, wide receiver, E.J. Scott. He's from Georgia, not too far from where me and Dietrich are back home and when he came up here he felt like uh, you know there's a bunch of Georgia guys up here and they doing they're doing pretty good so I think that helped his decision too. Michael what kind of impact would this facility have on an incoming recruit versus the dirt pile that you saw at home? Uh, it has a way bigger impact. Um, I mean you saw in the videos that uh, they had up of us uh, first seeing it uh, everybody was excited. I mean if I'm just a freshman or whatever coming in and I see this new stadium, new locker room, new facilities. I mean, my head is probably just going to blow up. Uh, that's that's uh, that's all I can tell you on that. That's that's it, it's good. It's good. Do you think Colorado State is becoming you know a more familiar name down in Georgia and some of these other southern states than a couple years ago? Uh, I think so. I didn't honestly know Colorado State existed when I was in high school. Uh, I haven't you know, looked at a map too recently, but um, yeah, uh, I think I think uh, Colorado State is getting on the map. You said Dietrich said that you guys blow up here. You did. I mean, young guys they come in with confidence, but did you expect to have that big of a season last year, your first out of JUCO? And do you think that can improve this year? Uh, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to have that big of a year. Honestly, I mean. Throughout the first three games, they weren't too great. Um, but once I settled in and I just realized it's just football, uh, go out and play, uh, I kind of I, I settled in pretty well. And uh, what was the other question? Do you think you can be better this year? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Um, I've been working hard. We've all been working hard. And I think I can have a better season, be more consistent. Obviously, the last couple of years, um, I mean, Rashard Higgins had one of the best years in CSU history, and obviously I mean, a lot of people talk about that. Have you guys talked at all back and forth on Twitter or anything like that? Uh, we have. We've uh, conversed. He sent me a couple videos of him uh, out there with the Cleveland Browns. Um, that's, a, that's a good dude, and that's uh, someone to uh, be able to watch as a role model. Uh, he came in here and he set the standard. And so anytime I need to ask him anything or talk to him about something, I mean, he's there for me. So uh, he, he did his part at CSU. Thank you. That's it? All right. Thanks, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Please welcome senior Dalen Dawkins. Dalen, there's been pretty high expectations placed on this team this year. Uh, do you feel they're justified? Yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a, a team that's coming together. We're, we're all um, becoming better teammates and uh, just getting to know each other better and, uh, and starting to learn, uh, starting to buy in. You guys opened the college football season here, literally the first game of the year. Some excitement there, knowing that you're going to hit the field before any other team in the country does? It's a lot of excitement. <laughs> it's a lot of excitement. Uh, 
for that uh, for that reason and uh, to be playing in this brand new stadium uh, and um, to put, be playing against Oregon State. Have you guys already started a pool in the locker room? Who's going to score the first touchdown here? <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that. Like uh, a few days ago, we was outside just looking at the stadium and just uh, just visualizing what we want to do. And uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of us talk about like who, who's going to score the first touchdown. Or could it be a defensive touchdown? Or, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> who's the popular pick? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, we <laughs> it goes. It goes. Uh, I didn't hear everybody's name. <laughs> How cool would it be if you were the one? I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. You know, actually, that's my goal. When you look at just this offense in general, how much more comfortable are you in it? How much more comfortable do you think your your team in general is now that it's year three, running it, learning the plays, and maybe more veterans to lead the younger guys along and help them learn a little faster than when you came in before? Um, I'm um. I'm real comfortable uh, in the in our playbook and uh, the way we do things. And since it's my third year, uh, I, I know what to do and I'm, I know what's expected. Uh, always, uh, it's it's just a lot easier for me. I, I know where the, I know where the holes gonna open up. I know where uh, who who's doing what on the field. Uh, like as far as blocking goes, blocking assignments and stuff like that, um, I'm just I, more experienced. It's just it's just a lot better. Do you see that across the board with your yeah, audience? Yeah, I do. I do. Not just yourself. Yeah, not just myself. Guys around you that have that better understanding. Again, maybe not just of where where you're supposed to be, but what's happening around you, kind of conceptually. Yeah, I see that with a lot of people. You know, just uh, just uh, understanding what's going on. When you first got here, there were some fairly explosive offenses. You know, like when Garrett was here and Capri and uh, D. Rashard. Do you guys feel that this offense can be even better, more explosive than the way you ended last year and what those units were like? Uh, the sky's the limit. You know, we uh, we we're gonna try to do uh, try to definitely do better than uh, last season and and try to get better every day. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I do. I think we could be better. Coach talked about BC Johnson as well as you being an example for the team and your work ethic. Do you try to pride yourself in that being a senior now as one of the younger guys? Yeah, I, I mean, I always, uh, I always thought I needed to always uh, kind of lead by example uh, by the way I practice and uh, go about things uh, just so uh, the younger guys can see and just kind of just set a standard. Are you surprised at all by how good maybe uh, Marvin looks right now coming off so soon off an ACL injury? Uh, no, no. Why not? Um, uh, just because of the way uh, technology is and stuff now. So I'm, just, I'm in rehab and stuff like that, so. Co Coach has talked about some of these, about them. McElroy or maybe some other first-year guy playing some, getting some carries in this backfield. When you've got all three of you guys back, you've got two guys that redshirted last year, is that realistic? Are these guys good enough to maybe move up and do that? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, I think uh, we're taking it a day at a time, and uh, by the time August 26th comes, I think everybody will be ready. Anything else for Dale? I think I'm good. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. Sorry. Swell. Okay. Please welcome senior Jake Bennett. Go ahead, Dale. What you got? What you got? How do you feel about just how the first few days of practice have gone, first week or so? And Yeah, I think the the sky's the limit with us, but I think the first couple of days we've had some growing pains and stuff like that, guys realizing it's not going to be as easy as we think. So as far as the offensive line, guys just trying to find their role and get start getting the technique worked on and stuff like that, because the first couple of days it's trying to get into shape and stuff like that. So. I think for the most part, it's just starting to roll, and I think we're only going to get better. So, are you starting to see this line gel and come together the way it needs to? Um, a little bit. I mean, we got a ways to go before the first game because we got to find out where guys are going to be because guys have been moving around a little bit. But I think for the most part, the seniors like Mox and Goldich and myself have been bringing guys along. So we got a ways to go, but we're working on it. Will Fred mm -hmm. talked about how offensive line is almost like a team within a team. Uh, yeah, I take a lot of pride in that. I think there's uh, a tradition here of pretty good offense linemen, and I think to let that lack at all would be uh, disrespectful to the guys that have come before us and myself. So, This is a team that carries great expectations this year, not just internally but outside. Do you feel like there's still a lot of prove it to us that still has to be done? Yeah, I think, I mean, any season you got to act like that because – you're not guaranteed anything. You gotta go out and show what you've actually been working on and prove prove to people what you can do and go earn everything. So Coach Bobo talked about this facility both showing that expectations are raised, but also the pressure that puts on you. Do you guys feel that as players? Um personally I, I don't really. I think it's just such a blessing to be over here and moved over here finally and I think for the most part, I think guys just need to understand how blessed we are to be over here in this awesome facility. And I think, I mean, there might be a little pressure to do something, but I don't really feel it. So I think for the most part, guys just need to understand that we're trying to take another step forward and get out of that seven and six groove and not have those slow starts and just keep rolling. So, how's your relationship with Coach Bobo grown over these last three years? Just see how he's managed the program and see where the expectations are now compared to where they were? On like a personal level, I mean, this staff didn't recruit me, but over the last three years, I think the relationship has grown and it's, and it, I think the respect is mutual and I respect all those guys and what they've been able to do in the last three years. And then as far as coach, he's fun. He's come a long way. I mean, when he first got here, he was trying to get out of that offense coordinator role and now he's doing the whole head coach stuff. So I think 
just as a staff and as coach, I think they're doing a great job. So, Jake, obviously, you, know, you guys have had success the last few years, but has it been tough as a senior to have been in a 10 win situation when you were young and all of a sudden to go seven and six, seven and six, and now trying to get back? Is that kind of a tough thing to do to come in at such a high level and then have to kind of fight to get back to that? Um, I mean, every year is different, but I think the expectations were set after, was that the 14? And I th think a lot of guys thought the, the ball was going to keep rolling and the sky was the limit there. And to take a little step back the last two years is not where we want to be. But I think this year we can definitely get back there if the guys are willing to work and put in the time. So. Do you think your whole class kind of feels that a little bit? Is that something you guys talk about? <clears throat> I think it's more of the team thing. I think we all want to get back there and know what it actually takes because guys have been there. And um, I think it's more on the senior class to let the guys know what it takes to get there because they have done it and know what it's like. Do you get the sense that there's more of a dedication to task with this group, this program now from when Mike first came in? Um, I mean, just starting camp, it feels different. It feels like guys are locked in this young group of guys is coming in they're working and the old group of guys are showing them the way and i think just it, there's a different feel to it this year sweet Okay, next up, senior Jake Schlager. How are you guys? Good, good. You? Not too bad. I mean, we have our own media interview room now, yeah. so that's pretty cool. You prefer this rather than just standing out in the hallway? Yeah, that's definitely preferably. Yeah, I mean, a lot nicer. Jake, how, how are you feeling about all these new guys in the secondary? I mean, you guys went through the spring with uh, sometimes two or three corners. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely beneficial just because it's creating more depth. Um, in the spring, we we're taking, I mean, we only had enough guys to do one, two groups of people, two groups. So uh, when you have more people coming in and they're learning the system, I think everyone's picking it up real well, really fast. Um, they're adapting really well. And it's just creating competition in both the corner room and the safety room. So. It's definitely a good thing. Um, it's, it's going to be a competition. You come out and you compete every single day. And that, that's what's going to help create depth for us. And that's what's going to be good because, I mean, you've got to go out and do what coach asks you to do. And if you don't, there is going to be somebody else that comes in and does what he asks you to do. So um, it definitely makes you focus on the little things more. Uh, makes you focus on getting better every single day and competing every single day and not just taking anything for granted. A lot of you were kind of thrown in the fire last year as mm -hmm. first-time starters, first-time participants. Can you tell a difference in maturity level of this defense just heading into camp? Yeah, heading into camp, I think we've had a great first four days that it's been. And 
uh, it, you can definitely tell the maturity difference just because there's people that's been there before. They know what to expect. And I think last year, the season that we had, we had our ups and we had our downs. And we definitely grew and matured through those downs. And we excelled through the ups. So I think that it's definitely, we, we learned from last year. And we know what to expect and what we have to do to go above and beyond and get to that next level and not take a step back on it during a couple weeks and play games poorly or how we should have, I mean, you take it for for granted, like San Diego State and then go and to Idaho for the bowl game. And so we've learned from that. We got We know that we got to comp- compete every single day and just come out and give it our all. And that's about it. Outside of schemes and concepts, what were the biggest lessons that you guys learned as players last year on defense? That you're going to make mistakes and that you just got to move on, go to the next play, it's over, there's nothing you can do from it besides learn. And I think that's what everybody kind of took from that. Uh, you got go into the very first game against CU and you have eight guys that are starting for the first time in their college careers. and It's eye-opening for a lot and it's overwhelming for a lot of people. But as you go, out throughout the, go on throughout the season, um, everybody matures and now we're here this year getting ready for this season. I think that is everyone's continue to just mature throughout the spring, the summer, and now going into fall camp. Can that lead to you being a more productive defense in terms of creating turnovers? It, I mean, that's exactly what it is because it's not just worrying about what you need to do and stuff like that. It's knowing what everybody else is doing. Uh, it's going to create, it's going to allow more people to be comfortable with the position that they're in. It's going to allow people to trust each other more, to be there to make that play so that when you see stuff happening in front of you, you know how to react, you know that you're going to be able to make that pick, you know that you're going to be able to force that fumble. So I definitely think that that does allow you to create more turnovers. Speaking of picks, you told us last year two of your teammates stole them from you. So <laughs> what do you have to do to be the first guy out of the ball? It's, I mean, focusing on the little things. Uh, and we've been working on that as safeties uh, for the most part. It's just the little things from the very first step to, I mean, backpedaling slower to getting to where you need to be, getting a couple of uh, steps on the snap. Uh, it's just everything. So it's, I mean, one, one step it can turn from your teammate getting it before you get it. So it's definitely focusing on the smaller things and little things. And when that happens and the bigger things will happen, you'll be able to get the interceptions. You still hold a garage or have you gotten past it? <laughs> I've gotten past them. I've moved on. Uh, and that's what you got to do. It's, you move past it and you learn from your mistakes and you learn from your missed opportunities, as I would say, and move on and just learn from that and make sure that you kind of just take advantage of what that next read's going to be so that you're able to make that play the next time. In the spring, was that lack of depth also maybe a little beneficial because you guys got a lot of extra reps, you mm-hmm. got a lot of extra conditioning. Can that help, especially these guys returning, that you get those opportunities when maybe they wouldn't have if there were more guys in the secondary? Yeah, it's, it definitely uh, helped. I don't know what how you would say it, but it, it definitely wasn't a bad thing. It created people to, I mean, build up their stamina, get in shape more, um, and just the more times you do it, the, the better that you become at it. And you got to focus on doing one rep, one at a time. You can't be like, oh, I got 10 more reps and I gotta go back with the twos. and So it's definitely a good thing when people were taking so many reps because when you take so many reps then you're just gonna 
continue to perfect your craft. Have any of the new guys really impressed you with at least their competitive fire coming in, even if they don't know everything? Yeah. I mean, you look at it and you have freshmen, Jordan Fogle, I mean, transfers, everybody's competing this year. And that's definitely something that you notice different this year than last year is you notice that competitive edge. Um, everyone's competing. Um, you have uh, up front, I mean, freshmen that don't know what they're doing yet, but they're just competing, trying to get to the ball and just working their butt off. And that, that's what you like, and that's how you breed competition. When you have that, as long as you're flying around going 100%, you're going to be somewhere. And when you have everybody doing that, then you're going to be a pretty good defense. It's pretty surreal knowing that you guys are going to begin the college football season with the very first game you'll be playing here. Yeah, it's, I, I saw something online. It, it just, it's surreal to be honest with you. From where we've come um, back when I got here in 2013 to where we are now, uh, kicking off the college football season for two, 2017 in a brand new stadium. Uh, you got to be thankful, and you can't be more. It's it's overwhelming to be honest with you to see where this university has come and where we're going to continue to go. It's it's a big step, and when you see that, then it creates more interest. I mean, it helps with recruiting and everything like that. And when you kick off the college football, it just brings the spotlight more to Colorado State and to the city of Fort Collins. Jake Bennett kind of echoes similar thoughts about just reflecting on mm -hmm. where you're at now compared to what you guys had here four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you think some of the younger guys are able to you know, grasp and truly appreciate what's going on around them? I think some of the younger guys uh, all they really know is the stuff that has been continuing. I mean, we continue to get better every single year from gear to nutrition to post-workout recovery stuff. But, I mean, you go from Russell to Under Armour, that's a big step. And then you go from bagels for breakfast to catered breakfast. And you have to kind of teach the freshmen and show the freshmen that hey, this can be taken right back away from you. So be grateful for what you have. And that's just the way life goes too. Um, you can be playing one second the next, you're, you're not. And that's, I've learned throughout my playing career as well. I mean, it can be taken away from you at any second of your life. And that's the scary thing, but also that's what, what brings the competitive edge and that's why you gotta compete every single play like it's your last. Where this program sits now with the expectations, mm -hmm. how much of that do you think is a reflection of just the culture that Coach Bobo has brought here? Because in year three, I mean, this is the majority mm -hmm. of his guys. I know you were kind of a holder. <coughs> yeah. How much of what you guys have done is just a credit to the vision that started three years ago? It it all started. I mean, they brought in the last coaching staff, and now Coach Bobo and his staff, and it's just continued to get better. The expectations continue to get higher and higher, and you, you got to perform up to those expectations. Uh, everyone has high expectations. We hold high expectations for ourselves. Um, the fans hold high expectations. Y'all hold high expectations. So there's high expectations everywhere, and we're working every single day to live up to those high expectations. And that's what you have to do. And you can't just take a step back. You can't live up anything less than that. And so when you know that you have the high expectations, you got to live up to it. You got to work every single day to live up to those. Are some of you older guys still a little bit in awe when you walk around this place? I mean, whether it be the weight room or the nutrition center or out on the field, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, where you guys 
came from four years ago. Yeah. I mean, at Hughes or whether it was over at Moby or whatever yeah. it was, do you guys kind of just stop and, I mean, look around and say, I mean, wow, we got here? And it's not even, we haven't even really got here is the thing. Um, you say, wow, we've got here. And we, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go, I think. We're, we're trying to become a top uh, university institution football program in the country. and it. But from where we began, it's just, I mean, it's hard to come up with a single word um, for what that feeling is. And when you go from Hughes and the locker room we had there to walking into here, it's just, it's awing. And you still walk around every single day. I mean, this is probably the second time I've been down here. And you still walk around and you're like, oh, wow. And, I mean, we haven't, I haven't been up to the suites or anything. I haven't been on the concourse. But just looking, sitting on the playing field and looking up there, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, the New Belgium porches continue to go up. We eat in the OCR every single day. And that's just awesome to have an area where the entire team can sit down and eat and uh, get to know each other more and just bond more as a family and as a team. Uh, it's, it's awesome. And to see where we've come, it, you got to be thankful. Like I say, you can't be too thankful. <laughs> it, it's it's awesome. And that's, I mean, all all the credit to Colorado State and everyone that has anything to do with this place. All right, thanks a lot. Yep, no problem. Thank you, guys. Gotta get them some peach in here today, man. Did you not feed them? <laughs> they get to come to practice. They get to go to a scrimmage too, right? Oh, you did? <laughs> so, first question is where are we supposed to see you practice? Let me see how you do it. to be a uh, productive offense uh, as always. I do feel good about some of our skill positions. We have some guys coming back, and we have some guys that understand what they're doing a lot better at those positions. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, you know, we kind of have a standard that we expect them to play up to on, on our side of the ball, and uh, they'll be challenged to that every day. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that have been productive and have been successful, you know, individually. Uh, within this offense, and then they've had another year to grow in it. So, you know, maybe the bar of what they we expect out of them is higher. Uh, but um, the standard really is we expect to be a good offense. Uh, we expect to be productive. Uh, we expect to be able to execute. And, uh, you know, it's good that we've got some guys back. Um, you know, probably the scary part is, in, you know, in the offensive front, we lost a lot of guys that have played a lot and uh, tight end position, guys we played a lot. Uh, so that's, that's a concern right now that, that we're trying to get through. Is there an advantage, though, in that the coaching staff now, you know 
these players better too, especially those skill guys and what he, what they do best mm -hmm. as far as scheming and call, play calling to kind of better fit their personality, their skill set. Well, I think definitely that we know uh, what those guys uh, can do better. Um, that helps. They also know what we want better, so that helps. And uh, you know, I think um, you're able to kind of take uh, some things at times where you know. Talent-wise, you know what that individual player can do and things he can do with different matchups and that type deal. I think you kind of knew that a year ago, but could he handle it? And you're always worried about trying to get, you know, too much on certain players' plates where they couldn't just, you know, go play. And I think um, right now they're they're doing a better job of understanding what we're trying to do and we can do more with them. So. Um, you know, when you have some talented guys that start getting the mental part of it even more, that that's exciting. And, and right now, we, we've got some skilled guys that are practicing pretty good. When you first got here, you guys mentioned you, you went over and you saw a film of who you were inheriting. You guys mentioned Jake Bennett even though right. he played three games. Where have you seen the most growth in Jake as your center? Well, I think Jake does a great job of, of uh, you know, being, you know, offensive line is kind of like a, a team within a team a little bit. Uh, you know, they kind of have their own little group. And, and uh, you know, I think Jake does a great job of being that leader. Uh, I think he does a great job of, of trying to, uh, um, you know, kind of set the tone for what the, the younger player should be like, how y'all approach practice, how y'all, he should approach you know, practice to meeting to game, whatever. I think he's a good example for those guys, and and uh, I think that's probably the best thing that that uh, um, you know going into year three for him. You know, he he's he's kind of knows what we want, knows how we want to practice, knows how we what we want them to know going into a practice. So, um, you know, college football is a little different. You you don't get quite as probably you probably get less time with them in college football. In fact, I know you do than any level uh, from high school to to the NFL um, you know so you have to rely on players and I think that's one thing that he's been able to do and and we'll need him to continue to do that through the season because um, there's only a short window that we can be with him each week. Where have you seen him improve most? Uh, you know I think Jake's a very good pass protector um, you know I think he's he's done a good job of, of you know Jake's had about a lot of injuries you know, and uh, so he's had to deal with, with a lot of that. And I think right now he's moving around um, and, and, and kind of looks healthier than he has since I've been here. So I, I think he's uh, – that's going – that's probably if I had to look at uh, from a year ago that he's moving better than he was a year ago at this time. Is today really the first big evaluation day when you get in pads with your offensive line? Because obviously you can see – some things in shoulder pads, but until you get them out there and they're actually hitting guys, you kind of have to wait to make some judgments. Uh, you that. know what? If they practice the way we should, I mean, it's been full speed uh, all the way through. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to the ground and shells and that type deal, but but uh, you know it's full speed and, and the angles and the ability. You, you can see. Um, does it get a little more competitive when you put the full gear on when guys can tackle and can do those things? Yes, and I think you can kind of get a little taste of, of you know, should can you still evaluate? Yes, but, you know, but hey, now it's really, it's gotten hot in there and everybody's a little tired and it's day five and you, now you can see who the tough people are a little bit because of that. But if they've been practicing the right way, um, you should be able to tell. Well, time up for your point. How have you seen him? 
status since spring and how important is he to he's you know he's important he's a good athlete um and and he's a um he's an athletic guy that can move and uh you know he's still learning and um you know um right now it's tough you know you go and we've talked about it with you guys before you go you know you try to get as much as you can in right now uh so the guys can have that to fall back on at different times in the season you know each week you don't have this much stuff going in each week but you would like to, through the course of a camp, install pretty much everything in your offense where at least they've had it before where maybe that's part of a game down the road. They can pull back to, to having repped it and knowing what to do. So they get hit from a lot of different angles. Maybe it's this type scheme today, you know, these couple of schemes today. Well, tomorrow they're going to come in and it's going to be the three more type schemes, you know. So he's struggling with a little bit of that, being he's only had, you know, Tyler had 10 practices in the spring. and. Um, you know, and he's playing in there at left guard right now. And so, um, but yesterday he was a lot better than the day before. So that that's, you know, it's kind of every day get better and better. Um, but he's just got to get it mentally. And uh, and then at some point we'll start to get it toward, you know, Oregon State and it'll be a little bit easier mentally. But uh, right now they're, they're spinning, and him and some of the young guys are spinning on that. How do you feel about your depth right now, especially with the number of new guys that you brought in? Not, not, not real good right now. Yeah. Not, not, not real good right now. Uh, you know, we got to develop some of those guys to, to be depth players. But at the same time, you know, we, we kind of had a meeting the other night after practice, after our meetings about, hey, man, you, you guys have got to realize that the, 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 the right tackles are competing you know, Trey Moxley and Ben Knox are competing to see who the starter is. You know, um, Tyler and and um, and Kobe Meeks are competing to see who the starter is. It's not just going out there to practice. Yeah, we're we're as a group, we're one, but individually, you need to try to win a job, and then some of those guys need to win a backup job. So, um, it's not where we want it to be right now, and uh, that's why you practice. So to try to get it to that point. You did have Jeffrey Taylor play last year as a true freshman. Mm -hmm. Do you see any of these guys maybe be able to make that leap and play this year? If they can help us contribute, if they can contribute to us winning a game, mm -hmm. and that's and that's with all uh, with all the players. That's kind of our offensive philosophy. If they if they can they they need to get ready to win, and they need to get ready to compete and play. And if they are if they're in a position where they're can, can contribute and help us win, they need to play. We believe in playing guys. We play a lot of people. Um, but you don't want to save anybody, you know. You, you never know. It might be two years down the road he has an ankle injury and you wasted him this year by sitting him when he was ready. Now he's got a red shirt again. So if they can contribute, play. If they can't contribute, then they're not ready yet and, and you don't play them. So we'll see. It will know more in a couple of weeks. But if they can help us, they'll play. What have you been able to because you didn't get to see a lot of Ben Knox. You didn't right. see anything of him right. in the spring. What was valuable for him this summer, and have you, has he made major gains? Uh, number one, getting healthy. Yeah. That helped. And right now we're playing him into shape. And uh, he's got to push, uh, you know, and, and, and he's got to push and push to get himself into shape um, because he wasn't able to go. Um, he wasn't cleared full speed on all the workouts till, till late in the summer. We had, you know, a short summer window for him. And uh, so he, he's got to fight that. See a talented player, um, see a guy that's got the ability to be a, a good player, but he's got to play himself into shape, and that's our job to get him there. 
there were times when it seemed like you, when you were working with your group on the old practice field, you were like halfway to Windsor. You like the more compact practice configuration here? Um, I do. Uh, you, you saying talking about the fields? I like it a lot better. The only problem is 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 <laughs> is, is when it, it 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 gets tight, you know, on, on some of the and we had we, we, the school I was at before we came here had the same issue. It was it's a lot better because you can get to and from drills quicker and let's get the drill going. Uh, but it does get tight on some some things and uh, you know maybe another drill is closer than usual. So if you're trying to get them to finish and go a little extra long in some drill to gas them. You know, it's right up to the next drill, or maybe there's a visitor there. It's right by, or, or whatever it may be. That bothers you some, but uh, we got a great facility, uh, and it's a, uh, um, you know, it's it's. And I believe what you're asking me well, on the old practice field, we had about a half a mile run to get to the next drill. Well, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, when when uh, when we were at Georgia, I took them down to the far field and. Uh, and we used to go down there, and they they it drove them crazy because you had to run down a hill, and they were okay with going down there. But when they had to run back up the hill, is when they complained. So linemen complain. So that it, uh, it it's if they're not complaining, you're not doing the right thing. How does the heat affect as far as getting some of these guys in shape? We've just heard all week about how hot it's been on the turf. Uh, you know, maybe it's where I grew up, and uh, it's it's. You know, um, I hadn't noticed it being that hot, uh, but um, um, you know that's. I mean, it's hot everywhere in the country right now. It's August, so they just it's going to be hot. We play August 26, so they need to understand that and get going, and um, that's part of football. I think they used to call it the dog days or something. And that what you know, it, if it was easy, there'd be more players. You know, that's that's why it's tough. Last week at the Mountain West Media Summit, the coaches, some of the head coaches talked about the concerns for the assistance with the new recruiting cycle. Mm -hmm. Mike's a big family guy. Do you have a feeling he's going to find that right fit to take care of his assistance so you're not on the road all the time, especially during the spring? Um, we, you know, the number one thing that we've got to be able to do, and I don't, you know, and I, I don't think I've ever been, um, and the whole time I've been coaching, I don't think I've ever felt like we don't need to get better players. <laughs> I think that's just kind of, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the businessman always thinks he needs to make more money, right? So the number one way to, to, uh, to win is to recruit. I mean, you know, our families, they signed up for this, you know, so they know the, the price we've got to pay. What Coach does a great job of is, is, is keeping our family involved and, and, and making sure that, you know, they have the ability to be here as much as they can and, and that type deal. But when it's a recruiting time, we, we've got to recruit. That's, that's what we owe to, to each other on the staff. That's what we owe to Colorado State. Uh, that's what we owe to our current players to go get the best players we can find to help them. Because all, all of us in this program's goal is to win a championship. And uh, if we don't continue to bring good players in for them to be teammates, uh, then we're not we're, we're not holding our end up to those guys. So we won't we won't sacrifice recruiting at all. Our family knows they they uh, um, they've kind of my kids my four year old he knows when it's recruiting season. My kids they go daddy's recruiting. So they don't even call it working. They call it daddy's recruiting. So they understand. 
you're going into year three with this program, I'm sure when you first joined on, Coach Bo had a master vision of what he wanted to do here. Yeah. How close are you guys to having the culture that you really envisioned from the beginning? Do you feel like you've kind of arrived in terms of competing for championships and, and, and being where you hoped you'd be at this point? Oh, I, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see. We got a tough schedule, and and uh, um, and this league's getting better and better uh, every year. Um, I do think the way we practice and 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 the way we compete at practice is better than we first got here. Um, I, I think they they are paying the price. Um, you're not going to ever win a championship without paying the price. Paying the price doesn't mean that that you're going to win a championship. That just gives you a chance to do it. I think they understand that. And um, so that, that part of it's better. You know, the, the first meeting with the offensive players, I said the way organizations work, there's a head coach and he's got a vision the way he wants it to be. And then he has a coordinator who has, who, it's his responsibility to make sure that it's what the head coach wants. And then it's assistant coaches and their jobs to make sure that they get what the coordinator wants and it's your job as players. And uh, so it's been laid out to them what they want. They know how we want them to practice. They know how we want them to compete. And, um, you know, that's, that standard isn't getting changed. And, and uh, you know, if you're consistent and you do it every day, you'll get there. And, and uh, you know, we are going in the right direction. Has there been a noticeable change when you guys bring recruits in now that they can see basically a finished product versus what you guys had maybe a year ago where you had I mean, some renderings and you had some stuff built, but now they get to see almost everything in action? Well, the first year they kind of looked at you like, uh, you, know, you know, we just had a field out here, you know, we were telling this was going to be here. And then year two, you know, when you'd bring guys over here and they, the, the athletic department and, and, and the company built the stadium did a great job allowing us to come in with hard hats and show guys. but. You know, that was tough because uh, they had to have a little bit of imagination, you know, and maybe two out of every 10 people that you brought in here could kind of visualize it. I couldn't, you know, I, I wasn't smart. I, would, I was one of those eight that couldn't visualize it. Um, but so they had to have a little imagination. And then before we moved in here, right as we got up to, to move in time, I mean, just when guys would come over and they could see and they could see the building and see those things, it made a big difference. And, and uh, so it's a, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a it's a great building, and, and and we're excited about it. And there's no doubt it will it will help in in, uh, in the recruiting. That's good. Thanks, gentlemen. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, Paul. Thank you. Evan, with the experience a lot of you got, a lot of you and your teammates got last year's first time contributors to the defense, does it seem like there's a maturity level that's risen in that group as you head into this camp? Yes, I think even amongst the last four days, uh, the maturity level has gone up a lot. Um, from game one, you know, to game 13 last year, our maturity rose a great amount, and I think it's going to continue to rise through camp and through the season. Your dad went to USC, so the ties aren't as deep as it possibly could be. Did Oregon State recruit you? Does it mean anything at all to play Oregon State? Oh, they did recruit me a little bit. Uh, they obviously did not offer me, um, but it's a home it's a home state team, so uh, I'm excited to play them. And I'm, I'm having about 25 people come to the game, so I'm really excited for this opportunity on 26th. What feels, I guess, when you look at your defense, what feels 
most different about the way you guys are approaching things in this game? I think our attitude, um, all 11 guys on the defense, um, another job, uh, intensity, everyone is just playing as one. How do you feel about just some of the new guys that have come in and their chance to step in and play right away? Obviously, you had a few do that last year. Coaches are talking like there could be several this year on that defense that are guys that just showed up that could be playing significant uh, minutes for you. Well, I like it a lot. I mean, the person that said that to me the most is Jordan Fogle. Um, came from a good team in Utah who was in a strong defense. Swatching film every day, he's very sound in his technique. He's always around the ball, and he just loves to play football. So I think he's someone that's really going to help our defense, especially in the back four. Every team wants to have expectations placed upon them. Like people think you guys can be really good this year. Is that next step though, that you have to go out and prove it, not only to them, but to yourselves? Yes, I think um, we really do need to prove it to ourselves and to everyone else. But throughout camp, we just need to keep continuing getting better. So uh, once the season comes around, we can really show people how good we can be. Evan, Coach Bobo talked about, you know, as much as you guys like this new facility and all that, it, it raised expectations and maybe puts a little more pressure on your team this year. Do you as players feel that? I feel that. I think that having such nice facilities comes with a better football team. Um, I just think that, you know, transitioning to such a nice facility with the stadium, new weight room, new practice fields, it even motivates us to work harder and to be a better football team to kind of lay a foundation being the first Colorado State football team playing in the stadium and using these facilities. Hey, that's fine with me. Maybe we'll bring the guy in front of the car out there. We'll get his. Thanks, 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 All right, uh, just want to welcome everybody to uh, fall camp press conference. Uh, I know we've been practicing for a few days. This is actually day number eight for a lot of our players, but day number five for the full team. It's our first day in pads today. You know, I've been really pleased with camp uh, so far this summer. Let me back up a little bit. I was pleased with the guys this summer uh, and how they worked, prepared for camp, and now we've been in camp four full days with the full team. The guys have done an outstanding job of working and pushing themselves. Uh, we're not there yet by, by any means. We're not even close to a finished product, but I've seen improvement each day. Today will be a big day, day five. 
a little bit tired, a little bit sore, but it's the first day in pads, full pads, usually brings a little more energy and uh, juice to the practice. Challenged them this morning after the walkthrough to have the mindset uh, that, uh, that I expect. You know, that's the mindset of a champion in everything that we do. Uh, from meetings to practice and have the, you know, the focus when they step on the field to have a great practice. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow we'll give them a day off and then we'll get back at it two more days and have our first scrimmage on Saturday. You know, it's still relatively early. Uh, we're trying to figure out who can do what and what they can do and how fast they can do it and, and, and not really juggling the depth chart. Everybody's kind of playing everywhere right now uh, in introducing installation, offense, defense, special teams uh, and right now it's just you know it's kind of like spring practice we're out there playing football working on fundamentals and trying to figure out you know who we're going to get ready uh, for the season you know it's obviously great to be in this new facility the stadium uh, but our football part of this facility is outstanding it's very functional for our guys I know a lot of you guys came when we had the tour but uh, now that the players are in it and we're practicing in it and we're able to lift in it, meet in it, feed our guys in it, have our walkthroughs. Um, it, it's, it's, it's been awesome. I think our guys are really enjoying it. I've, you know, I, don't, I haven't seen them playing much pool in the lounge or I've seen a lot of walking in the lounge and they're sleeping, which is a good thing, they're tired. But you know, at the same time, our guys are having to juggle camp and school. We got one more week of school. We finished school this Friday. We got a handful of guys that got some remaining classes and tests. But overall, we're working hard, a lot to do, uh, but been proud of the guys. And, you know, like I've said, uh, every day after practice, we're taking it one day at a time, one practice at a time, one meeting at a time, one rep at a time. That's kind of our motto this year. Questions? Do you feel like you're ahead of where you were this time last year? It's funny you ask it, you know, if we're ahead of where we were last year. You know, for however many years I've been coaching, you know, I always, I'm kind of a, negative person sometimes and think, you know, I, I think negatively about things and where we're at or we're not going to have a chance and, you know, I'd always go back every year look, what do we look like this time last year? You know, well, we're not as good as we were last year. Uh, but I did that again last night. I walked out of here probably about one o'clock watching all the clips and going back and watching last year's day three. And I, I see guys that are, 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 are ahead of where we were and I talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. You know, I think you might ask the question, Kelly, that, uh, you know, that we have some consistency. Third year in the offense, in the same terminology, you know, basically the same coaches. Uh, you know, Coach Hammersmith is the only guy that we lost on offense, and Coach Cox helped him as the tight end coach that year. He was his graduate assistant. So there's a consistent message offensively and defensively. You know, Coach English being his second year uh, with his scheme, I think there's some consistency there with the coaches and the players. And I think that that's how you get ahead of where you were but when you have consistent, you have let, less change. Mike, you have a lot of high expectations surrounding this program this year. People are taking great things, but you still feel like this is a program that's at the point that still has to prove some things? I, I think you have to prove things every year in any program. Um, you know, I think, you know, you take you know, the top team in the country. You know, they, their mindset is they have to prove something every year and they start back at scratch and you have to work and you have to earn it. And I, think that, I think there's not one program that's, that's been great consistently that it's just great because they're who they are. Uh, they know how to work. They know what each year uh, entails. It's a new team. It's a new identity. It's starting over from scratch and you have to earn it on a daily basis. And that's the culture uh, that we're trying to build here. 
consistency and you know you never I don't pinpoint point any year you know every year you know, you're working to put yourself in a position you know where you can be successful on the field uh, I'm not one of these guys that you know that says we, you know you got to have this you got to have that yes we, we're going to work to get those things but we got what we got right now and we're trying to you know work to put ourselves in a position where we can compete in every game and hopefully win every game do you feel like this is a, a team that realizes what it can accomplish and does it still have to learn what it takes to get to where it wants to be? I think we have to learn what it takes uh, to get where we want to be. I think they realize that we have a chance because there's some talent in the room. But I, I believe I've made it uh, very, very clear that uh, nobody's going to hand us anything. You know, because there's experience coming back offensively and or we scored X number of points, you know, in these games and played this well. That doesn't mean anything. We got to come together as offense. Our defensively, we got. You know, we got some returning starters, and we'll be better this year. Now we're going to be better because we put in the time and we worked and we improved and we accepted our new team and team members, and we became together as a whole team, defensively, offensively, and special teams. Uh, and you know, that's you know, that's our message. Now, do do we do we do we dream that you know we want to play for the conference championship? Do you dream that you're going to? You know, whenever you game, you dream about the plays you're going to make out there in the first game. Yes, you know, we talk about that as a team. You know, mindset of a champion is he's going to visualize success. He's going to visualize himself making plays. But at the same time, he knows he's thinking about those things, but he knows he has to do it on a daily basis. So uh, I'm not naive to, to, to sit here and say that our guys don't think they can be pretty good. I want guys to think they can be pretty good. But, you know, we have to understand how we get there. Do you feel like you have more guys individually than the last two years who have kind of adopted that earning it every day philosophy? I mean, you've talked about how you want guys who don't just want to be football players. You want guys who want to play, who want to earn their spot. Do you feel like you have more of those than you've had in previous years? I, I believe so. Uh, you know, I, you know, we've had some attrition around here. You know, and that's because it wasn't for them. And that's what I said. It's not for everybody. You know, we're going to do things a certain way. Uh, and what I expect is every day we're coming out with a mindset that we're going to earn it and we're going to compete uh, together, but we're going we're to get after it. And uh, I believe that's what it takes. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, a lot of different things, uh, you know, whether it's offensive, defensively, or the culture you set on the team. But, you know, what I want is I want a competitive group that goes out and works every day. If we put in that work, I believe we've got a chance to be successful uh, in the fall. And, if it's not that, I tell them, I said, that's okay. If it's not for you, then, you know, God bless you. Good luck. Pretty unique to be hired onto a job when a stadium project like this is kind of already in the works. Um, but I'm sure that was part of the recruiting pitch to a lot of the current guys in this roster, right? The promise of this building. Um, when you look back at those recruits in those previous classes, how much do you think this had to do with their decision? I mean, I know there's a lot of factors that go into choosing a school, but being able to have brand new facilities, you know, a year or two from now, do you think that was big in a lot of these decisions? I certainly do believe that uh, this stadium, this facility, uh, had a lot to do with it. Now, you know, this university and its academic reputation, the community of Fort Collins, uh, weighs into that too. But uh, you know, it's the first, it's where they're going to spend the majority of their time. You know, it's on campus, and it's in this facility. And you know, the commitment that our university and our administration made uh, for this, this on-campus stadium and the, the, the football side of this facility was second to none. And, you know, guys, you know, they're coming to go to school and get an education and they're coming to, 
you know, play, play football. And they want to go somewhere where what they're coming to do is important. You know, our academic success, uh, it, we're, very, we're very well respected. Um, our academic student services, uh, we have a lot of support there. And then the football side of it, their training, their development, uh, where they're going to play, that's important. And I think we capture all, all of those things now for the player and the parent. Um, and, and to be honest, I've said it a lot of times to some of these guys here, you know, guys who recruit, you show them the, you know, you send them pictures of the campus, you send them pictures of, you know, the new stadium and what we're doing and, you know, the beauty of Fort Collins. And but when guys get here, uh, it's still, uh, you know, I'd say close to 90% of the people that walk in my office, you know, player and parent or aunt, uncle or grandmother, whoever, this, this wasn't what I expected. And, you know, I didn't expect Colorado State you know, to be this beautiful, I didn't expect this campus to look like this. I expect this stadium, you know, and you know, you get a lot of parents that come and say, I've been to this Power Five program, this Power Five program. Uh, this is on par with all, all of those programs of what we have here. And it's something that, you know, we're proud of. I'm proud of, proud to be the head coach of this university where, there's, you know, there's a commitment, uh, you know, to the program. We talk about with our team, you know, the pride that they need to have in and what, who they're representing. And, uh, and it's, been, it's played a big factor. And then, you know, all of that is important. You know, this place is special, and then it's the people here. Not just the people that I have on my staff, but starting with our, with our school president, Dr. Frank, with our athletic department, our AD, Joe Parker. I mean, guys like Paul Kirk. I mean, the people here uh, are generally good people. And that attracts, you know, that attracts uh, the, the student athlete, the recruits recruiting, and most importantly, their families. They want to know they're going somewhere where you know, people are going to take care of them. With the uh, Board of Governors approval pretty much coincided with your arrival, uh, but now and then now it can be said, Department, how hard, much harder did you, Stevie, and Nate to recruit here? Uh, early. Early. Uh, I'm going to be totally honest. We didn't. We didn't go to Hughes. We didn't. We didn't go. We didn't go to the locker room. We didn't do. I mean. We really didn't go to Moby. We did our recruiting visits in the whether we were staying in the Hilton or the Marriott, or you know, we used those conference rooms and did our meetings there. You know, we might have an occasion where we had some meetings in my office. Uh, it was an unofficial or stuff, but official visits. We didn't do much. We talked about the future because that's where they're going to be playing. You know, you know, we didn't do a lot of official visits for home games. You know, you know, we had talked about our, our weekends that we're going to possibly do official visits for home games. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to get more kids in here in the fall. I expect this atmosphere to be electric. You know, I know our, our fan base and our, is very excited. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this place to be full when we play, you know, to support their football team. And then that's going to help them recruit you intimated earlier this week that like the first scrimmage would be good or be important for moving forward. With that in mind, how key is this week for like your first year players in the program to maybe catch a coaching staff's eye to get on the radar? It's very important because we're making decisions every day. I'm talking to a freshman this morning in the walkthrough. I said, you know, your opportunity's right now and during this walkthrough, you know, a lot of times, you know, young guy, you think it's when, okay, we're doing the scrimmage reps at practice, or it's not till Saturday, August 5th, when we scrimmage, or it's not till the game day. You know, your opportunity is right now, how you're focusing in this walkthrough. Do I, do I realize you're gonna make mistakes? Yes. Are you, are you, do you not understand everything right now? Yes. But are you paying attention? Are you locked in? You know, it's an opportunity, so we're judging that. 
uh, you know, if, they're, if they can handle it mentally. Uh, and then these next practices in this scrimmage, we're looking for athletic ability. You know, can the guy, uh, is he athletic enough to be a difference maker in a game? He might not understand everything that we're doing conceptually, uh, but is he athletically enough, good enough to help us win ball games? If he is, then okay, I'm gonna focus on this young man from this scrimmage to the next and see if you know he can pick up a few things and then we can use him uh, where he can be a productive player this year. So have you asked his position coach to coach him up in between those to try to keep Yeah, we talk, we talk personnel daily. Uh, you know, I, I must draw a thousand depth charts on the board, uh, different combinations, offensively and defensively. You're trying to figure out what's the best you know, scenario and, and how quick, you know, that's the, the catch 22 is how quick do you, okay, I got to focus, I got to move to this guy. I got to go, he, he, I need to move him here to this position. You know, you don't want to do it too soon because if it's, you're not right, then you just confuse this guy. You've had him at one position. Now you're moving him to another one that's a look, you know, it might be, it's on the same side of the ball, but still schematically his, 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 his fundamentals are totally different. And now you've probably set him back, you know, maybe the whole year. You know, so you got to be careful. So we're constantly talking about it and try to make the right move at the right time for that kid to be successful. You know, so for kind of addressing your question, you know, you go, you know, you go to the first scrimmage and these guys catch your eye, and we're like, all right, we got to make sure we see if this guy can handle it from this week to the next to the next scrimmage. Uh, and the way we got it set up after the first scrimmage, we'll have, you know, we'll have four four practices, and then we'll Friday will actually be a walkthrough day. Uh, kind of like uh, the, the night before the game, and then Saturday we're actually going to scrimmage <coughs> on the night at night, or the time that we play CU. The first one will be around the time we play Oregon State, so we'll structure that similar to the first game and kind of give them an idea what it's like. Same thing for the second week, and so we'll have four practices to get this guy ready, like a game week, and then you know, as a as a play caller or a coordinator on that side of the ball. All right, put him in positions that the things that you worked on where he could be, see if he could be successful during that scrimmage. Do you think the younger players realize that it's this first scrimmage is at the end all be all? Because like last year, it took a while for Jamal to work his way in your lineup. Uh, Robert Allen, Gagne, even Gallup, the way you used him early. No, they have no idea. They, they, they're, 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 you know, when they're, we're taking third or fourth team reps after getting two. There's a lot of long faces, and you can put your arm around them, and you tell them it's going to be okay, and you know you're doing good. And trust me, you are. Uh, just keep working, keep playing hard. Uh, but they don't, they don't understand. I mean, you had the talks with Jamal last year. You know, I mean, it's 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 hard for them to understand. You know, they, they you know they, which is great. They all expect that they walk in the door, they're going to you know be that. Be a starter, the first team guy. They're going. Everything's going to happen easy for them, which it doesn't. You know, they realize there's a lot of other guys that can play, and they don't know what they're doing, so they're behind, and they're not able to play as fast as they they did in high school because they're thinking. So there's a lot of counseling that goes on uh, with freshmen. Uh, you know, when they're young, all positions. You know, now after your freshman year, you usually have to counsel the skill positions. The guys who get the ball, they're the ones that always you have to have the counseling sessions with. Mike, do you feel like you did? bunch of them that then makes it a little easier for the next guy because you've got examples to point to? I just, I, I, I tried to stay consistent in my message to the coaching staff is that I thought we had talented guys. 
And I do not want us to stop coaching them or, or say that this guy, we think we're, he's going to be a red shirt. I said we got to continue to coach them. I was pushing for them to be on special teams. I was pushing for them, let's play these, play these guys. And you know, any kind of snap is a significant snap, snap because it gives them the experience and a little bit of confidence. You know, when they go out there and they're able to, to, to do something in a scrimmage or do something well, so constantly pushing those guys. And that's been my same message this year uh, with these young guys that, that we need to continue to push. You know, we need to continue to give them, you know, opportunities. And they might not have it right now, but you don't, there's no telling where they're going to be, uh, you know, in three to four months from now. And so and that's something that uh, you know, I learned early on in my career. Well, this guy's not, you know, being a young guy, this guy's not ready this year. You know, Coach Rick would be like, let's just be patient. Let's see, he's young. And I'm like, well, he's not good enough. And they're freshmen. They're young. You know, so I'm kind of just, let's, let's just keep encouraging them. You know, keep demanding, keep coaching them hard, but then keep encouraging that it's going to be okay. You're, you know, you're at the right place. You're doing good. Because any time, they haven't, a lot of times they haven't, not had success uh, for a long time. They haven't been a freshman for a long time when they were in high school. They've had a lot of success. You know, a lot of them are playing as sophomores in high school, and especially juniors and seniors, and they've had success, and they've been recruited, and now they're not, they're not being recruited anymore. Coach is getting after their butt, and, and then they're not having the success they had. You know, so the one, you know, the main message that you have to do all the time is talk about that, hey, man, I believe in you because you wouldn't be here if I didn't believe in you. you. Where's that belief in yourself? And that's just, you know, it's human nature sometimes to, to question yourself when you when you don't do well. But you know, keep telling them it's, it's okay to fail. That means you put yourself out there. There's been a lot of talk about Nate Stevens and Colin Hill this offseason, but there are three other quarterbacks currently on the roster. So what did what have those other guys added to the competition in the early stages of camp? I would I just be honest that they, they got a long way to go before they get in the competition of being a starter. Uh, those the other three, uh, but they're working hard. Uh, they're not ready to get on the field yet and help this team win. Uh, they know that, all three of them. But uh, that's why we practice. That's why they get reps. That's why they focus sitting in their meetings and they're answering questions. They're learning. Uh, they just got to take it to the next level. Uh, JC Robles, uh, you know, in the meeting can answer every question. Uh, he does a great job in our run game. He's got to be more consistent as a passer. He knows that. And he overthinks things in the passing game, sometimes looks to run, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with making plays with your legs, but you got to be able to function as a passer in this offense. And, uh, you know, we talked about it with him the other day. I said, JC, I, I, don't, I just want to see you go out there and cut it loose, throw the ball. Uh, but great attitude, great, great young man, works his tail off, is focused. Uh, Justice McCoy, I like Justice McCoy a lot. Uh, there's a uh, calmness about him. Uh, does he? He has. I mean, he's a little bit lost. He didn't have the spring practice that Colin Hill had. That's the big advantage that Colin had last year. He didn't have that. But I hear him picking up things in the meeting. Uh, I hear him uh, and I see him process things on the field. Now, you know, he might he might mess up three plays, but I see him pro I see him process one play. You know, but when you ask him about the three he messed up, and he can explain why he did it. So, you know, it's not a guy out there just doing his own thing. He's thinking. He's trying to understand. But he's got a he's got he's got a real, I mean, calmness about him out there. Uh, he make he does everything effortlessly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, when he starts to learn some things, how he'll progress. I think he'll progress real fast. 
uh, and start to look more like a quarterback. Uh, Judd Erickson, uh, kid kid from Colorado that's a walk-on force, uh, has, a, has a really good arm, uh, throws a tight spiral. Uh, needs to speed up his delivery a little bit, but uh, he's learning. I think he's got a chance to be a player for us. Another great kid. That, that whole room uh, is full of good kids. Coach Letts has done a great job with them. They're all competitive. You know, they all they all want to be the guy. They compete every day, uh, but they really pull for each other. I mean, I just you just look at the way Nick handled, really handled. You know, the last two years is a credit to to, to Nick, uh, but it's a credit to that room and those other guys around him. You're going to year three with the program this year. In what ways do you feel like you and just even your family have kind of connected with this community as time has gone on? What have you kind of learned about just people in this part of the country, just being that you're, you know, kind of adopted You know, you, you get that. You know, I'm from the South, if you couldn't tell right now I'm talking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get that question a lot from family and friends. <laughs> You know, I, you know, people in the South think they're the most polite and have the best manners in the world and treat everybody the right way, which, you know, they, nice people in the South. And But uh, my, I hear my wife tell everybody all the time that she just, you know, cannot get over uh, how genuinely nice everybody is in Colorado, uh, how welcoming they are. Um, you know, we love it out here. Our family's acclimated. We love our neighborhood. We love our school. Uh, our kids have made friends. Uh, my two girls are uh, gone away for camp for the first time at Camp Timberline at Estes Park and, you know, packed their trunks this way. I didn't pack their trunks, but they packed their trunks and, you know, they're all excited. Uh, you know, my, my, my oldest loves fishing. He fishes every day. Uh, he's, you know, he's at... Uh, He's at Carter Lake. Is it Carter Lake? He's at Carter Lake. My two boys are at Carter Lake with my parents who drove out here. They just bought them an RV, so they're camping at Carter Lake. I mean, we, I mean, it's it's a great place to live, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why I'm here. You know, uh, it had to be a special place uh, to raise my family, and uh, you know that was number one. And it had to be a place where I felt like we could win, and then it had to be a place where you had support. I mean, we've got support. You know, with this. This facility and this, this university, our administration, our athletic department already touched on that. Um, it's a great place to raise a family, uh, and then, and then I, I, you know, I believe you know you can win here, and had to have all three of those things, and I, I believe in it. You mentioned all those things this season. You get to be the very first game of the year, like college football junkies everywhere are going to be streaming it online, kind of thing. How valuable is that for the university? I mean, you even put a dollar amount on the exposure and just the new stadium, the first game of the year, just seems to combine for kind of the, the ultimate presentation of everything you was talking about. I don't, I don't think you can put a dollar out. The more, you, more your, your brand is out there uh, for people to see, the better. Now, we got to do our job. we got to put a good product on the field. Now, this, this facility, you know, is going you know, to be an awesome thing to put the brand out there, the image, and when they see it and it's full and the electricity on this campus and the buzz. Uh, but you know, as a you know, as a coach and as a player, we got a big responsibility. You know, when you build something like this, your expectations are raised, and we talk about that a lot with our guys and talk about the responsibility we have, not just to ourselves and each other, but you know, to everybody that's invested uh, in this university. And this is a big investment, and you know, we got to do our part and go out there and represent the university the right way. Now, does that mean win every game? No, that's our goal. But I mean. Represent the right way is making sure you do everything you're supposed to do on a daily basis to get yourself ready. If we do that, we got we'll have a chance. 
you know, and then and you'll be able to put your head down at night and go to sleep. But you know, if we take shortcuts or we're not working the way that we want, then that's that's when that's that's when I got a problem. We're not handling our responsibility. I think everybody's familiar with your frontline talent at wide receiver, but in terms of depth, how do you feel about that, and who's kind of factoring in that? Really good question. It's still early. Uh, I feel really good about. Obviously, you got Michael Gallup. Uh, I don't know if he led the league or what what he did, but he obviously had a uh, a big year last year, a uh, very productive player. B.C. Johnson, uh, I mean, I talked about him a lot at the end of last year, and he had to, you know, he had a big production game in the bowl game, but he's at another level right now, the way he's practicing. And he is uh, our most consistent route runner. He's our best blocker. He's our best guy on special teams. You know, I talk about it. You know, we talk about the standard of excellence. Every night we have somebody kind of stand up, and, you know, I've always talked about Dalen Dawkins, how he practices and how he works. And I told the team last night, I said, B.C. Johnson is a standard of excellence in how he works. He's going to have a phenomenal year. Uh, he's improved so much in his game since I've been here. Uh, it's amazing. And you've got those two guys, which are two really, really good players. Uh, Deacher Clark, I'm proud of him. Uh, he's improving the, in the slot, being able to run routes. Uh, you know, so that's three guys that got some experience. Trey Smith has done a nice job this camp uh, of making some plays, which you know hopefully he can come in there and provide some depth. But I feel really good about EJ Scott right now and Warren Jackson, uh, two freshmen. Now, Warren's had a little bit of issue with his foot, but during the first three days in the developmental team was here, I felt really good about him. He's got size. EJ has shown the ability to, to get open deep. He's shown the ability to have short area quickness. Uh, he's gonna have a chance to be a productive player. And then yesterday, Darius Wise had a really good day. He was bothered with a hamstring early on, but he had a good day, caught everything thrown to him. So, you know, this morning to walk through, I put him up, I got more reps. I said, you made more plays yesterday, you're gonna get more opportunities today. Short answer, three of three, those three freshmen are probably gonna play, at least two. Sorry. We heard about your three backup quarterbacks. How about the two that are in the competition for the starter? How close is that competition? I mean, we heard you say that Hill is a little rusty. Um, and is that kind of a good problem to have when you have two guys that can start? Well, Nick Stevens is our starter. I want to say that first. Uh, Nick Stevens earned that with his, you know, his play at the end of last year. I've said it many times. He was playing as well as anybody in this conference, in this country. The production that we had offensively. Uh, was a lot due to Nick and his ability to run our offense and be efficient. We're watching film with the quarterbacks for third down went in yesterday and we're showing some third down plays we made throughout the year. And there were a couple games that we played really well on offense and kind of ended up being blowouts. And, you know, I, I said, Nick, why are, really I said to all quarterbacks, I said, look at these third down conversions that we're making, you know, and that's why the game turned the way it did. You know, a great pass here and moving in the pocket there, making plays on third down early in the game. It was like three in one quarter and three in the other early in games that just made the game turn turn totally different in our our, our way. And uh, but uh, he's done. He's the starter. He's done a nice job. You know, but you've heard me since I've been here. I talk about competition. I think that's good for Nick. It's good for Colin. You know, I don't want to say that, that we're going to compete every day, and then guys think they have no chance to be the guy. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to play the best guy that gives us the best chance to win. I mean, I owe that to 
Nick Stevens, I owe that to Colin Hill. I know that owe that to the other 110 guys on the field. I owe that to every coach and every coach's family. But Nick is our starter right now. But they're both they're both competing with each other, and um, you know, I just I like that having two guys that can play. And Colin's still a little bit rusty, but uh, you know we got we got a long way to go. We're just trying to get better offensively every day. Mike, what kind of counseling? You mentioned counseling some of these young guys, and Colin showed he could play the position pretty well last year. What kind of conversations did you have to have with him, um, and potentially him taking that season? Well, I just say you control what you can control. How you're working every day. Uh, you know, I think he, you know, Colin Hill is a competitor. Colin Hill wants to be the starter. Colin Hill is working, you know, to be ready to play when his number's called. Uh, and Colin Hill's a great teammate, too. He knows that Nick Stevens is a starter. He knows that he's got to concentrate on Colin and worry about what he can control on a daily basis. And he knows he's not perfect. And that's what he's focusing on. He's not worried whether, you know, Nick, Nick's starting game one, starts every game, you know. I mean, that's just Nick Stevens' team right now. He's running with it. He's doing a great job, and I'm proud of Nick. You know, at the same time, I want Colin thinking that I want to be that starter. If he did not do that, I got the wrong guy. You know, if I say, hey, wait your turn, all right, till next year, I, I, he's not going to get any better. He's got to push every day to be the best guy on the field. And same for Nick. And I think everybody understands that now for our team. Thank you back up, Jerry's question. One more, too. Um, you know, this world we live in right now is all about flashy facilities, flashy uniforms. So for a few years there, I'm sure you knew the guys coming in where else they were looking. Um, what was it like kind of being up against some of the places that already had the facilities um, and then trying to convince That's them? a very good question. You know, it, it's, a, you know, to sit here and act like uh, the wow doesn't matter or the swag, as they say, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, you'd be naive, um, you know. So the first thing I did when I got, the, you know, was got this job was I typed in every every school I thought we were competing against recruiting and looked up their facilities, and then I typed up ours. I said we got a lot of work to do, you know. And so all I did was talk about the future, you know, what we're doing and the commitment that our administration has made and where we're going to go and we're going to go there with you. You know, and look what we're building for you. And that's kind of how we did things, you know, for the last, you know, two years in the two recruiting cycles that, you know, because the first year was basically everybody was committed, but the last two, we had two full recruiting cycles. So we talked about the future. Um, you know, we didn't focus on, you know, where we were. We talked about where we're going to be. And each year we were able to add more to the recruiting process because, you know, this facility grew and they were able to see more and not just visualize it or use a, uh, 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 computer generated something we were able to show actual stadium and walk them through. Doug Max just walked in, our head of facilities. He must have given, I don't know how many tours we gave Doug, probably I'd say at least 1,500 <laughs> tours. I mean, I've toured this place a million times with Doug and his guys have done a great job and but they were always willing to work with us. It didn't matter if it was, you know, Saturday or Sunday. I mean, you recruit year-round. And every chance we get, if we had a player on campus uh, or a family on campus that was interested in our school, we talked about the future and we would get them to this facility and show it to them. All right, thanks a lot, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. Is this the day they get to say at practice? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
only, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, y'all got to watch the scrimmage anyway. I mean. <laughs> Those free tickets, or y'all got to buy them? Please welcome Darnell Thompson. Go ahead. Question. You guys, as a defensive front, have put on some weight. It looks like across the board. Do you guys feel like that's made a difference, even just these first couple days in camp? That you guys noticed that maybe you're a little harder to push off the ball than you were 15, 20 pounds lighter. Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, going starting just with Jacob Bias, you know, last year like 260. He had 290. I was at 260 last year. I'm at 285. Richard King was at 255. Now he's at 290, 295. And everybody just almost reaching the 300 park. So it's hard to push it off the ball. And we get more stoppage at the line, too. So we crowd the, the ball more now. So it's, which is really good. How hard was it physically to put on that kind of weight in, a, well, in, a, in one off season? I mean, 25, 30 pounds you guys are talking about. Well, it starts with just the running first. You know what I'm saying? We instructor staff realized that we need to gain weight so we did everything eat more lift lift it more than we ran and everything so it's kind of hard but then again once you start gaining weight you see yourself getting gains as we said so you start multiplying more and more each day i don't ask marty this he says he's not looking too far ahead but if you look at the schedule you faced two pretty good run games right off the bat that wasn't your strong point last year is that kind of an exciting challenge for you that that's the first part of your schedule is teams that, that do like to run the ball? Yes. That's our main our main focus right now is stopping the run. So we practice hard about stopping the run no matter what. So as we in D-line meeting, our coach always say, we will stop the run this year. So that's our point. That's the point because us gaining weight too so we don't get blown off the ball no more. So that's, that's a really big point. So I realize that's really working for us, gaining weight. How much do you think having so many veteran guys and or even I guess Christian's not even really a veteran but having those guys hurt right now is helping maybe some of these other young guys develop quicker than they otherwise might because they're having to play right now against the ones and the twos in practice. Yes, it makes them grow up faster. I mean, they, they came from high school to college so it put them a little adversity but that's good. So when we, when we do need them, they've been in practice already, they took the reps already and then when the game comes they won't be shot, you know what I'm saying, playing against the ones and somebody they size bigger or something like that quicker or faster. Can you sense a different maturity level on this defense considering many of you had your first real experience playing last year? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Every day we got to practice, it's a different mentality now. You know what I'm saying? We're having fun. We're going around flying around. We know our assignments. Uh, last year we saw a series. Now we're just we having fun. We know what we're doing. We're encouraging everybody. And we're just playing ball. Outside of just knowing the schemes and the concepts, what did you guys learn most as a defense in terms of maybe like overcoming adversity, things like that? It's like when a big play happens, don't get down. It's more just like encouraging everybody. A big play is going to happen no matter what team you is. A big play is going to happen. Just when a big play happens, we have to bounce back and make sure it don't happen again. So that's what we learned as a defense. We're going to keep building on that every every day. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the offense and how good it can be. How much it, as a defensive unit do you guys kind of take pride in one and say, hey, you know, we're going to make some plays too, and uh, you know, we really want to step up your game to sort of match what people expect from them? Yeah, we will, I think we can make a lot of plays on defense this year. We're going to shock a lot of people right, from, from D line, linebackers, and safeties and corners. 
That's my opinion. I think it's going to be a great season. I think. Yes. Um, You mentioned last year after the CU game, your perception of what your defense, where you thought it was, and where it actually was, was different. Do you feel like you have a better grasp of, of what this team is, your unit is right now? Well, it's still early, so it's it's hard to say. But um, based on the way you asked the question, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're we're definitely further along. You know, second year of me getting to coordinate. Um, I definitely think we're further along right now than we were at this time a year ago. Uh, till we play somebody, it's all, it's all hard to hard to tell, you know. But I know the way we're practicing and competing in practice and those type of things, we're much further along and, and in their knowledge and instincts of the defense uh, is further along than it was. Marty, even though you've got so many guys back that started last year, a lot of newcomers just adding depth or is that better competition all of the above I think all of the above you know I mean I I feel like uh, I keep hearing we got a lot of guys back sometimes I don't feel like we got all these guys back you know what I mean and I think uh, knowing the depth that that we're looking for and the new guys that we brought in and the competitive situation we're putting everybody in at these positions um, I think that's helping us but I do I, I, we're gonna have to count on some some young guys, some new guys, and that kind of stuff to, to really step in and solidify the whole thing. You've been around this program in the past when there was that expectation you could compete for the conference title, and obviously it's been a while since it has. Is there, is there a different feeling around this year's team that that expectation is more realistic to be met? Uh, I would agree wholeheartedly, especially I know how explosive our offense is and how far along they are. And I know that if we're putting ourselves in a situation competitively, defensively, every day in practice, and we're trying to have an expectation of how we practice and, and what we want out of them, and, and they're, they're meeting that better. I would tell you guys aren't going through the motions, that's for sure. And, uh, and I just know that if we're going to get out and, and be in a competitive situation with our offense, we're going to be a lot better defensively too. Is there still a feeling that there's a lot of prove it still has to be done? Absolutely. I think, yeah, until we start playing, uh, I, I really think so. But again, going, getting to go against our offense every day, um, if we get ourselves in competitive situations uh, during practice, um, I think we're gaining that confidence of proving that to ourselves anyways. Considering how well the offense finished last season, uh, your defense had some bright spots as well. But does that put a little bit more pressure on your side of the ball Um, you know, I don't. I, I guess I don't think of it that way because it's such a team sport. I mean, you know, if you're playing a, a very good offensive team, and uh, defensively, we're going to need some help by our own offense. Likewise, if we're playing a very good defensive team, um, our offense is going to need a lot of help from our defense. And then, you, and then special teams. You know, there's got to be big plays and momentum swings and 
things like that. So I don't really think of it that way. I don't. I, I think we're such a team, and I think that's one of the biggest things. Is is uh, I think we know how good our offense is, and I think we know defensively that you know go do the job you're supposed to do. And I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. When you get into conference play, you're going to have a group of quarterbacks, especially in the Mountain Division, very experienced. Mark Jordan, Ken Myers, the list goes on. Uh, is it a case where you can't really show them anything they haven't seen, but you have to make them believe they're seeing something else? Is your defense at that level where they're going to disguise better? I think we're <coughs> having an understanding of the defense better um, to be able to disguise some things. But at the same time, you know, there, there's 11 guys out there. They know a lot of things. They do their homework. They do game plan. They, you know, um, and, and again, we're going through it every day in practice. We got a pretty experienced quarterback, and he's seen a lot of things. And um, I know that when you have a, a week, and that's what you wait for is your weekly game plan stuff against everybody. Uh, you do. You have. You're going to have to present different looks to them and hope that maybe you're going to end up doing something that they're not expecting you to do. Do you like the versatility you have in your secondary? Obviously, guys like Kevin Nutt. Justin Sweet, Jamal Hicks, guys that can fill in in a couple different places if need be. Um, I mean, you've had depth in the past, but maybe not depth where you can move guys around like that. I think the versatility of those guys, especially, you know, we talk about Kevin Nutt being able to play nickel and corner, and and uh, Sweet can always play safety and corner and some nickel. And um, I think as we recruit kids now, too, they, they're understanding that we're recruiting them with that, you know, versatility that we're looking for. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. Anytime you can get guys, going back to what you said, you know, all of a sudden here's a guy who's been playing corner, maybe now he's your nickel, or here's a guy been, you know, they got to look out there, and they're used to seeing guys on film in a certain place, and all of a sudden if you're able to use them in different ways, it's going to help us quite a bit. How do you see Jordan Fogel working in the mix? I think he's a very good football player. I'm excited to see how he does. Mike did talk about he thinks a bunch of his young wide receivers, true freshman wide receivers will play. I think that expectation was there for your defensive secondary. Are you seeing some of the same things or some promise where you're expecting guys that are going to pitch in and play right away? Yeah, and I mean, that you brought up Jordan's name, and Jordan obviously has that experience in transferring over from you. I mean, he, he has the experience of playing in the Pac-12 and being around, you know, this kind of football and stuff like that. Uh, he's, he's, again, an exciting guy to, to keep your eye on and watch. And, and I do think some of the younger kids, um, you know, uh, Darius, um, he's a guy that's kind of showing up a lot at corner on film and competitive, I guess, when I say that. Again, we're so early, but I know he's a guy that nothing, he, he doesn't get down, he doesn't get rattled, he doesn't get, he just keeps playing and competing. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of good to see that. And, and really, a lot of the young guys, we've got a couple of guys at linebacker that are actually showing some promise as far as they came in. They're, they're we got some big kids. It's not like we're developing guys, you know, getting guys 205 pounds come in and hope to get them. These guys are rolling in here. Manuel Jones is a kid. He's 255 pounds. He runs like crazy. I mean, he, he has all the physical attributes. We just need to gain him experience in practice and and end up front on the D line too. You know, um, Livingston Pagofi and, and Ellison Hubbard and some of these guys. They're all all these guys. They're going to have to add to our depth, and they're going to have to help us. Um, and so it's our job throughout fall camp that we got to get them enough reps the right way so that we can get enough plays out of them 
you know, in a game to, to help us. Is that the first thing you look for with some of these young players is that they're competitive? They might not know everything right away, but they'll show you that motor to compete. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If, if they came in and knew everything that the veterans knew, then it's too easy. Uh, absolutely, they have to be able to show that they, they're willing and able to come in and compete. Um, and then the rest of it's our job to figure out how to give them the best chance to compete, you know, to, to help them while, while they're helping the whole unit. But, um, yeah, they have to show us that they're, they can compete. Marty, in a roundabout way, could the fact that you've got several D linemen that are out right now with injuries actually benefit these younger guys because they're going to get more reps, more chance to develop, more chance to compete in scrimmages, whatever, leading up to that opening game? It does. Sometimes, you know, things happen kind of the way they're supposed to happen, and, and it does. It helps us get to spend more time with them coaching them. They're not getting buried in the depth chart. They're not, you know, um, and, you, and you have to spend more time. I mean, you just got to spend more time with them, and, and uh, but it does. It helps. They're having to get those valued reps, you know, against our ones and twos and stuff, and, and it does it does help. And, and um, that's what I like about it is I haven't seen anybody back off when they've been there. There's nobody has backed off, you know, and been like, wow, I'm going against the ones or I'm going. That hasn't happened at all. Are you, are you seeing a maturity level in your defense? I mean, as compared to last year where a lot of guys were getting their first chance in whatever role they were playing, they bring back something. Have you seen that already in the first week of practice? I think so. You know, I, I, I think they want to challenge themselves. I really do. Uh, I, I think that they feel they have a lot to work towards, and and um, and I do. I, I just see a whole attitude of let's keep working, let's keep grinding, let's keep competing, and get ourselves to this level. You know that we need to be at, and it's not a go through the motions thing. I really, really see that maturity. You know. Hey, these are our expectations of where we need to be and want to be, and and um, we're gonna have to. We, we got to earn it. We got to work for it. That's a big maturity level, rather than just hoping it's gonna happen. Does it, how much encouragement does that give you for what this unit could do? How it could possibly surprise some people? Well, it's. I mean, there were some games that were real encouraging last year. You know, the San Diego State game, the New Mexico game, and there were some games that were real discouraging. And I think they grew up through those, through some of the games that. That were, you know, not very positive for us, and uh, and and they seem to be able to learn from it and, and bounce back from it and understand that when they're playing playing some of those other teams where they had some really good games, um, of exactly what it was that they did that, that made it that way. And again, that's that maturity level. They they do they understand that kind of stuff. And I would tell you right now, they are they are working every day to earn it to to have the right to play like that. Is the biggest thing for your linebacker group developing that depth? Because obviously you have a lot of returning experience with Deontay and Kyle and Trey and Josh and Evan. Is it kind of developing that next line of guys behind them so that if they need to step in, they can? It is. I mean, it's trying to, you know, we've, we've had to move some guys around a little bit to try and say, okay, what if this scenario happened? What if that scenario happened? You know, Trey, are you always going to be a – Outside backer, can I move you inside? Kyle, same situation, you know. Or if I need, if I need somebody, trade. You need to go play the end and be a pass rusher. Or Josh, you need to, you know. Um, yes, we know what those guys, but we have to figure out different scenarios of, of building depth at, at inside and outside linebacker, being able to, you know, just figure out 
who's our who our top guys are and who's earned the right. When you did your analytics after the end of last season, what are things that you targeted to try to be a better team in terms of creating turnovers and be getting off the field on third down? Some of it's um, as we kind of you know analyzed everything. Uh, did I always put them in the best position to give them a chance to make the best play they could? Um, again, not always based on just what you think the record, but who you have, who's out there, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I think a lot of it is again going into that the second year with everybody understanding, hey, here here's what coach is looking for on this down and distance, or here's what we need to do to get off the field. That maturity part is starting to happen. I think there's a big understanding, and I think us as a staff saying. Look, maybe we put him in this position. It wasn't the best position, or we could help a guy here like this, you know. In them understanding, yeah, I needed help here. I, here's the role, you know. This is what we're doing, and uh, and then getting that part of it done. I, I think I think there's a better understanding both by me and them of of what we need to do, you know, in those situations. And again, we got to see how it all goes. I mean. It, it all looks great on paper, and when you analyze it until you go play somebody, you're just not sure how everyone's going to react. You know, in your second year returning to this position, do you still enjoy coaching the position, and is that an integral part of what you're trying to do? I do. I do. I mean, I'm lucky because of coaching linebackers, I'm very involved in the run game with the D-line, and you're involved in the pass game, you know, with the secondary. And, and uh, yeah, I still really enjoy coaching a position. And... Um, being involved in, in both aspects. And, and I do think it's very, very important, you know, most of the time as a coordinator to be able to coach the position that, that helps you be intertwined with, with both the front and the back and all of it. Um, you just have a, you know, a little better feel for, for some of the things that the other coaches are saying to you, or, hey, maybe they can do this better, maybe they can't do that. You know, I think it, it, it helps a lot. But I think I would be absolutely lost if I wasn't coaching the position. Yeah, yeah, that part's not very good for me. Evan Colorado, first year starter last year, very solid season for you. How pleased were you with how fast he developed last year, and what more do you expect out of him this year? I expect everything out of him this year. I mean, I just got chills talking about Evan's out. He is, he's a guy that is literally on a mission. I mean, he had a great practice yesterday. If he sustains it, which I absolutely expect him to do, um, that guy works, man. He works and works, and he's tough, and he's physical. And uh, I expect him to, to be one of the leaders. That, that, that toughness that your defense needs sometimes, I mean, somebody always has to step forward and be that guy and, and get everybody in behind him. And I think he's that guy. I expect huge things out of Evan. I mean, he, he plays so hard, and he's a physical kid, um, and his motor goes. Uh, I, he's got, he's probably got to be the bell cow of our defense. He really does, and I expect that out of him. And, and I think it's something he's excited about having put on him. When you talk to him, when you interview him, you can tell he cares. <sighs> Is that an attitude? I mean, how much do you love that as a coach? And then, two, does that permeate throughout a defense? Can you see that happen? You can see it happen, and you watch it on film, and the other kids see it happen, and you cut out clips of this is the expectation level, this is the way it's supposed to be. And then he has to hold himself to that standard every day, every rep. And everybody else has to be at that standard. And, and I do think that's something that he likes having that put on him. And, and I, I think the guys on the defense are recognize it and say, you know what, if he's going to do this, we're going to do this. Um, he cares. 
He cares about the defense. He cares about the team. He cares about the coaches. That guy is body and he is all in. And uh, it's huge. It's fun for me to have him in the room right now. RJ spent most of last year, I mean, just as specifically a pass rusher, a lot on third down. How close is he to being able to be an every down guy? Because obviously you want that pass rushing ability on any play, not just on third down. Has he progressed to the point where if need be, he can be an every down guy? <coughs> well, he doesn't need to be. So that part is, you know, right now, I mean, we're in a good situation with RJ still having a, a great role. And he's done some things. He's put on quite a bit of weight. I mean, I think RJ's put on 20 pounds. And we were kind of hoping that it would have been there a little sooner, even maybe last year. Um, RJ's given himself every chance that he can to try and be an every down player. Just right now, he doesn't need to be. I mean, he'd either be out at Buck behind Evan or he's in at end, you know, behind. Could be Darnell, could be Toby, could be Byes. I mean, it could be anybody. And right now, he doesn't have. I need him to keep getting better at being an every down player, and then he's got to continue to understand his role as a huge pass rusher. You look at Jacob Bias, I think he's up to 290. Toby looks bigger. Your weight staff, your nutrition staff, was able to put weight on these guys. How much of a difference can that make for your defensive front this year? Well, I hope it makes a huge difference, and it's something we were hoping they would have understood last year um, as we talked about it and said we needed these things. And I think they, they went through a season, I think they understood how important it is, not just for them, but for all of us defensively. And I think they went, I'm, I'm hugely impressed with the work they did this summer, with getting themselves bigger, getting themselves stronger. I'm hugely impressed with, with our weight staff and our nutrition staff and everything of what they've done. And I mean, I think all that, it's gonna help you hold point a little better. It's, not, it's gonna help you not get washed as much. It's, you know, those kind of things. And I think they realize that you watch film and you, you can see some things happen to you and it's happening because you're not big enough, you know, or strong enough. And, and uh, they've gone out and done, the, done what they're supposed to. They put in the effort. Um, we'll see how it pays off. Do you like the setup of your non-conference schedule and the fact that you're gonna face two pretty good running games the first two weeks of the season? Yeah, um, you know, right now, it, that's a hard question because I just, and I'm not being cliche, right. I haven't looked that far ahead. I really haven't. I mean, I'm trying so hard right now for all of us to just get better at our fundamentals, be competitive, and, and be sound in their techniques. And, and when you do that stuff, I really think it's, it'll work itself out in the game. Um, to, to really look at, the, I mean, I know we got a hard schedule. So when, when we get through getting all of our install and stuff down, we'll be able to look and figure out, you know, exactly how we're going to have to help ourselves against Oregon State. I trust, how about this, I trust my guys. I trust them. Some of those couple returning guys have gotten bigger. You also brought in a lot of bigger guys for that interior the defensive line. Who has impressed in the interior of the defensive line so far? Well, I mean, I think I mentioned, you know, Ellison Hubbard is a guy that has been doing well. Livingston pagofi has been doing well. Um, some of the newer guys that have, have come in haven't maybe been uh, practicing as much as to give me a chance to exactly see how, you know. Um, I know that we got to spend some developmental days with those younger guys, and those are some of the guys that are, you know, jumping out at you right now. Uh, some of the other guys, I need to get a little deeper into practice to see where they're going to be.
entered year three of Coach Bobo leading this program, and you know it seems like both sides of the ball are real confident. Received a few votes to win the, the division at the preseason media poll. When you think big picture, sort of what Coach Bobo has brought here in terms of culture, what's allowed this team to be in this position in year three with sort of the direction that you know he brought here at the beginning? Well, I think just leadership uh, in general and the expectations and accountability that he's that he's brought to our team and everybody buying in. I think there's a real family structure. Uh, I definitely think everybody absolutely cares about one another. And, and, and I think just recruiting in general, I think you keep recruiting and you're always trying to out recruit the last class. And, and I think that's something that uh, Coach Bobo's brought to the, to the staff, the team, everybody of, of what we're looking for and what we need to do. And I, I do, I think we're getting in that situation where it seems like every recruiting class is getting better than than the one before and not say anything bad about the ones before. Just I think I think I think this structure, I think this stadium, I think all this stuff is just huge in building the things that, that he's trying to build and, and bringing top level guys in here. And I, I mean it something we're so proud of it. And I think when you feel that way, I think it permeates, you know, to kids when you're recruiting them and stuff like that. And I think all of it just adds to the culture and and I think it's just the level of it's going up and up and up. I appreciate it, Coach. All right, thanks.